Columbus. Welcome back to Columbus Cast. I'm Laura. I'm Julia. And for those of you who are new and listening for the first time, we are a podcast about all the cool things happening in Columbus. Yeah, slightly semi-weekly. Yeah. You know, we do our best. We are. I think last week, just because it was like a holiday week, you know, Julia and I were both on well-deserved vacation. Yeah, I feel like it's hard with um, COVID because I feel like everybody normally takes their holidays on like the 4th of July, or at least yeah. the podcasts I listen to are always like on vacation the 4th of July. Yeah. But that really wasn't like a thing this year. So No, I don't think I even – I was here. Yeah, I was – where was I? I was here. Yeah, I was yep. here. Yeah. <laughs> Good Going times. Going to not red, white, and boom because it didn't happen. <sighs> still, Still sad about it. But there are lots of things going on that we need to talk about this podcast. So um, do you want to give a quick recap of your weekend, Julia? Yeah, sure. Um, Like I said, or Laura mentioned, I was out of town this weekend. I went down to Gatlinburg. So very nice, very outside, very Mm -hmm. like socially distant because we rented a cabin and there was like no one around us at all. We did go out to eat once and we're like, never again. No, like it is not the place to go if you want to like – eat out and like experience tourism but yeah. safely. Like I would not recommend it. Like our waitress wasn't wearing a mask. Like the other people there were wearing them as chin straps and like not covering their nose. Like then we were like drove through downtown Gatlinburg and we're like this. Nope. Like we won't even bother with any of the distilleries. We'll go to like the place um, we went last time to pick up wine and we just went there, which was really nice. We we're the only ones in there. We went right before closing. Like Nice. So it felt very safe, but there's definitely like, it makes me very weary to take trips like anywhere else, especially yeah. like South. <laughs> no offense. Yep. No, I, I feel like I totally agree. It's interesting to see like if for those who are traveling um, during this time, like how different states are implementing COVID measures. This past weekend, I was in New Jersey and we actually drove. So in order to like break up the trip a little bit. We camped like in a, in a tent (laughs) overnight in uh, Cooper's Rock, West Virginia. And that actually was like so fun. That was like the most fun I've had in a long time. Just like sleeping in a tent, going to bed at like nine o'clock because that's when it got Mm -hmm. dark out. And then you wake up at like five and you're like, okay, let's go for a hike or whatever. Um, But New Jersey was good. We were on like the Cape of New Jersey and we were at the beach. I'm right there with you. Like we mostly cooked at home and stuff. We went out to one restaurant and it was like pretty safe. It was outside, but it was like raining and there were like so many bug bugs that we all got bug bites and it wasn't worth it. So, but overall, I think um, it was a good time. Nice to at least pretend you could like get away, even if you had to drive nine hours to do it. Exactly. It was, it was super nice. It has me like trying to figure out what I'm going to do with like the rest of my vacation time this year, because yeah. I want to just do that over again. But because like you're up in the mountains, like Gatlinburg and stuff. Yeah. Like those switchbacks and hills are no joke. And they scare me because I have not driven hills in a very long time. So that's so funny that you mentioned that because when we were driving through like West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland, we, there were like so many, like our ears kept popping. And I was like, I was joking. I was like a hill. What's this? Like, you know, in Columbus, you really you don't yeah, see, you don't you don't get that. I wish there was more elevation here. That would be the best. But it's fine because it's restaurant week, so at least I came back to like something exciting. Yes, totally. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But speaking of things that are in Columbus, Julia, do you want to share this um this big news we heard? 
today? Yes. So today it was announced that uh, Big Ten, Big Ten is coming back. I want to run through a wall. I'm like super excited, but also like super conflicted feelings on that because, you yeah, know, like they they've said all the right things. They've put all the proper p- protocol in place, but like Texas Tech had 75 people catch COVID, and LSU. Um, Ed, I can never say his last name. The LSU head coach gave a quote where he's like, I don't know how many people have have COVID on our team. I think most of them do. And like, (laughs) don't ask me the exact numbers, but it's like, uh, it also, um, because of the protocols in place, like if you have COVID, you're automatically benched like for 21 days or something. Like you can't play for 21 days, I think. I don't know. The protocol changes all the time, but either way, it's kind of suspicious that the entire team happened to catch COVID at the beginning of the season, not at the end of the season where they're going to go to playoffs. So we're like, are they all like licking each other to make sure that (laughs) they won't catch COVID again? So that way they can be ready for playoffs. But Oh my God. You you would be surprised. Like I'm not, I'm not putting that. um, You know, there's a lot of conspiracies going around. I feel like that is one of the more believable ones. Oh my gosh. No, the one thing like I, when I saw it at first, like when I saw that OSU was like going to play the season, I kind of thought it was like a meme. I thought it was like a joke. And then after I saw a few more articles, I was like, oh, this is real. Like this is actually happening. And then I thought of you and I was like, oh my God. Um, The one thing that scares me is I saw like a study the other day that said out of like five professional college athletes at least one like all of which had COVID at least one had a heart condition like Mm -hmm. a heart murmur after they recovered from COVID and it's just like there's still so much unknown I know that a lot of people that are like our age in college or in their 20s kind of feel like oh it's not even bad if I catch it because if I do like I'm probably not gonna die like that's literally like people have been saying that to me and I'm like that's terrifying there's just so much unknown still it's like you don't know 20 years down the road, we could all, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I've had to catch myself because I feel like I'm getting into that mindset too, with, especially with everything like halfway open. It's like, yeah. And especially with like football being back, I'm like, I want to have tailgates. Yeah. I have people over. I want to watch the game. I want to all eat from the same chip bowl. Like I yeah. want to do that. So it's, I'm trying to read kind of all the scary articles to remind myself, like, you know, that's not the best thing to do. And like, yeah. Want to, and like, I'm trying to read the ones too of like accounts of people our age who are like, I was an athlete for my entire life and now I can't go up a flight of stairs without an inhaler. Like, yeah, no, it's literally terrifying. It's so interesting to see like the divide. Like I was in short North today, just going for a walk and I was wearing a mask, but I noticed that like most people that look like they were like our age or like maybe in college, like teens or twenties weren't wearing masks. And then I saw people that looked like they were like 30 plus like 30, 40, 50 all wearing masks. And I was like, what is it that like, I'm just, I'm put it on your face people. It's just very hard. I think right now with this, like half open, half not open, like I agree. It's conflicting. Yeah. It's super conflicting. I don't know what to do half the time. I feel weird when I'm wearing a mask. I feel weird when I don't, I just feel like this immense guilt for everything I do. Like even going to Gatlinburg this weekend, I'm still like feeling guilty about it and I hate it. So I'd rather just like honestly, everything be shut down because I don't want everything to be open. Cause I'm still scared of a disease. So yeah, we'll see what and happens after the election. Oh my God. <laughs> and I feel like, like, I don't, I don't want to get too much further into this, but I feel like there is like a weird stigma about it. It's like, 
what do you do if your friends want to go out to bars and you're like, I'm not there yet, people. It's like, it's just like another layer of conflict and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. Like it, it is super hard. Cause I feel like I've been there with like a lot of my friends. It's like, eh, I'm not, yeah. Like, I don't know where you've been and I don't want to right. yep. put everyone else at risk. Anyway, so going back to this OSU thing, the season's going to start October 24th. Um, so that's a little bit later than they planned. I think they were mm-hmm. um, going for an October 17th date because they have to get in nine games for the college football um, playoff to be eligible for that. Um and that will be revealed December 20th. So they're like really cutting it close. So they're going to have zero bye week, um, which oh. is like zero wiggle room. So if maybe that's instance, good because I feel like a lot of people get married on bye week. So maybe people will like postpone their weddings. <laughs> if a pandemic didn't make you postpone a wedding, Ohio that's State football just might, honestly. Um, but it'll be interesting because, for instance, I think it was the Virginia Virginia Tech game this weekend got postponed due to like COVID stuff, like either players testing positive or whatever. So if, um, for instance, Ohio State is scheduled to play, I haven't seen the schedule yet, but if they're scheduled to play Michigan, originally when the schedule came out, they were playing Michigan in October because they had like four bye weeks. So if something were to happen where they couldn't play Michigan in October, they could push it to another bye week. Now, if they miss a game, they're like done, done and won't be able to play in the college football playoff. But interesting. We think there's probably going to be some changes to the rules or um, predicting like college football playoff to expand to eight teams rather than four, because they've been kind of wanting to do that, which uh, I don't know. I have a lot of conflicting feelings. I'm, I'm happy football is back, but I'm sad because it's not the same way. I want to eat food with my friends and drink beer and be outside. Yeah. Zoom just ain't cutting it. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, at least a good thing that will last is um, carry out cocktails might last. I guess the state of Ohio is looking through, looking to um, keep that I mean- a thing. I mean, that doesn't really surprise me, especially in this time of, like, economic flux. I think that, you know, whatever the government can do, I would hope that whatever the government can do to continue to, like, assist small business, including restaurants, they would do, which to me would include carry-out beverages, so. Yeah, I mean, I really don't think, I don't get why it wasn't a thing before, like. I don't know, like, drinking and driving, I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, they seal them. It's just like when you go to a restaurant and they seal up the bottle of wine. Like, why can't, yeah. why can't cocktail bars do that? So and that's interesting. Yeah. So um, I wanted to add, so while we were talking about, like, government things, um, I don't know if you saw this, but the Columbus City Council had a meeting yesterday, and they table they. Let me just back up because I know that like social justice and police brutality has been like a really hot topic this whole year, essentially, and then it's been on a lot of people's minds. And so Columbus City Council did meet yesterday on Tuesday, um, and they voted without a public debate to indefinitely table a proposed ordinance to demilitarize police by limiting officers' use of chemical agents, helicopters, military-style rifles, and rubber and wooden bullets. So I saw this article and I was like a little bit shocked. And the fact that it's like tabling indefinitely is 
it's like they're they're not even proposing when they're going to vote on it again. Mm-hmm. And to me, this just really stood out as like a really good example of why it matters to pay attention to local elections. I think like especially in this election year, we've all seen um, a lot of national politics and it can be easy to let like this local politics fall, fall to the side. But I think this was like a pretty big deal and it could have been a really good opportunity to just like they're just talking about demilitarizing the police they're not talking about like defunding they're talking about taking away money they're just saying like they don't need you know weapons against um civilians and helicopter monitoring and all of this so i just thought it was a really good example of you know why it makes sense to pay attention not only to like local politics but also local elections like i have a friend who even ran for um city council you know it's not it's like a it's a lot more local so um, and I thought it was interesting that the article that I was that I'm referencing from WCB mentioned what members of the city council um, voted to table it, and the members included Sharon Hardin, who's the council pre- president and actually a black male. So, I mean, I don't know much about his well, political. Go ahead. I'm, sorry, I'm pretty sure um, he got like maced at one point during the protests. I thought I remember reading that like. Yeah, actually, he did. I think you're right. I think he got maced with, um, um, I was going to say Betsy DeVos. That's not her name. No, because that's the... Um, that's the Secretary of Education. Um, Joyce Beatty. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. So I, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And I, um, like the article said, they didn't have any public debate about it. So I'm not sure what went into that decision. The only thing I can think of is um budgets so the council yesterday also approved um a for 41.5 million dollar um annual budget cut sorry um so they were citing like decline in income tax revenue because of covid job loss is going to bring in less revenue so they'll have less money to spend so perhaps like you know when they're talking about budget this police issue came up but but you think that'd be like an easy like okay and we're gonna cut the budget here by taking away their helicopters it's like yeah i don't know it's crazy i just thought it was something that deserved a little bit of attention and that you know it definitely did just to keep talking about it i figured you'd put it in the notes so i just (laughs) well i saw and then and then just one last thing while we're on like um politics is three ohio state senators have tested positive for covid um, two of them are like in quarantine right now so that other senators don't go get covered, but crazy, crazy stuff. Um, also on the realm of like politics and voting request your absentee ballots slash register to vote slash yes. educate yourself and yes. get interested because it's important. Like I don't, I was definitely one of those people in the past that was like very much like, ah, I don't really care. Like it doesn't affect yeah. me, but like wake up people. This is, this is so proud. There's some really problematic things happening and like, just, just try to care about people and things yeah, going and on. One thing that I'll add is I know a lot of people like, especially our age are so over this like political old white dude drama. It's like, we don't care. It's like Joe Biden, Donald Trump, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I don't care. I do, I do care a lot, but I, I've heard from a lot of my peers that like, they're just so over it. But if anything, you should 
pay attention to vote for local elections, like local politics, local ordinances, tax raises, tax levies, like those things will impact you directly. They'll impact your paycheck, you know, like how do you want to spend your money? You're going to be taxed regardless. So if you're like completely over national politics, there's so much other stuff on the ballot that you don't, you don't have to answer every question. It's not like the SATs. Like if you leave something blank on your ballot, you're allowed to do that. It's like, yeah. Go, if you if you don't feel like you want to be engaged, it's like at least get engaged in the stuff that impacts you directly because I guarantee you there's stuff on the ballot that will impact you. That's my that's my message. Yeah. Um, but some stats on that is nearly one million more Ohioans requested absentee absentee ballots in 2020. So that there's like a 1.4 million that have requested them in Ohio and four hundred thousand in the past week alone. So that is like really promising. I'm I'm just really hoping we see some good voter turnout this year. So Yeah, I I'm actually thinking so I'm thinking about um becoming a poll worker on election day. It's like again with the whole covid thing. The majority of poll workers are usually um senior citizens and more elderly folks who are already retired. Um but because of their high risk status this year, a lot of them are not signing up. So if you are interested in becoming a poll worker at your local polling station, there's definitely tons of information out there to go do that. So yeah, it's definitely a really good thing. To Especially do. if you're not 18 yet and you want to be part of the local politics, you know, it's a cool way to get involved. Um, let's see. The last little piece of news is I pulled this from a Lantern article about all the closings, which like the most of the closings we kind of know about, like the table is closing and, yeah, um, you know, we don't need to get into that right. anymore. But there's been some town hall drama, I guess. So town hall hasn't opened yet. Um, they never opened their doors because they were supposed to – open up in March, which is like not cool. And because they were supposed to open in March, they couldn't get their like place off the ground. So now the building's landlord um, served them an eviction notice and they they were supposed to vacate the space by September 2nd. And now they're um, involved in proceedings according to Columbus Business First, which crazy, crazy stuff. That's funny because it's like not even the only town hall drama. Wasn't there more drama? Oh, because the owner was like an asshole. Right. There was like some whole thing where I forget. We talked about it on a, a on an episode yeah. in the past, I think. But either there was an employee who either was like at a protest or wanted uh, wanted to wear a mask and other people weren't. Or I think it was there was something. There was some upper management issue faces backlash after social media post inspired by coronavirus okay that was that was one that was on march 11th but that's not what i'm thinking of um wow these are all from cleveland that's saying they're just like topping the list of safety concerns and yeah i mean so town hall is owned by the same people that own um rebel which opened in there it opened in Bridge Park in Dublin last year sometime. I've been like quite a few times and it's pretty good. It's kind of like paleo, gluten-free, Whole30 style um, Chipotle, if I had to like describe it. And Town Hall was – I was like so excited for Town Hall because it's supposed to be like a little bit more like higher end but also really healthy food. But there's so much drama. Maybe we'll never know. I'll have to go all the way to Cleveland to try it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, their um, general manager was accused of making racist remarks. Boo. So we hate to see it. Um, yeah, so those are, those are kind of our news stories. Not a bad roundup for a week. Nope. But now we can get into um, stuff to do. Stuff oh, restaurant week. Do. Restaurant week. It's restaurant week. Stuff to do includes eating. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love restaurant week. It feels a little bit different now because I'm only like looking at carry out stuff, but yeah, still, still feels good to have that back in. I lost my train of thought. Whatever. That's all good. No, you know, so I thought it was actually kind of funny because right before I left to go on vacation last week, I got ob. It was like my beginning of vacation um meal i guess and then i saw that right when you got back you got ob <laughs> yeah uh, it was so good i w- we were thinking about that all weekend we're like oh that'll be a perfect meal to get back because we'll have leftovers and then don't have to grocery shop until like, tuesday night exactly yeah so oh, nice so good it was it was just a perfect i love ob and like that's such a deal because i think it's 20 dollars per dinner and you get a appetizer a naan and a little a full entree dr- yeah an entree it- I was just saying, like, I got that exact same thing. Like, literally probably what you ordered I got before I left, and I paid $35. And so the restaurant week deal is, like, 20 and so you're saving. Yep. You're saving, like, 15 bucks. It's a good deal. Save that money. The only thing that's kind of annoying is um, some places don't do happy hour during restaurant week. So if, like, you go to a – if you go to – a bar or something and expect to get like happy hour drink prices. And you're like, Oh sweet. I'm going to get restaurant week and happy hour drinks. This is about Uh, to be such a ball and on a budget meal. Um, some won't do that. So if that's your like key driver into going to a restaurant or making your reservation time, like double check. Yeah. That's my restaurant week tip. And there's a lot of, um, carry out deals. Yeah. I actually, I wasn't feeling that great yesterday. I thought I had like some bad allergies or something. So I really wanted soup and I was like, oh my gosh, it's restaurant week and I want soup and ampersand is walking distance from me and I can go get carry out. I was like kind of bummed. It was $35 for like a small um, appetizer, an entree and like a tiny dessert. So I ended up not getting it, but I don't know. I wasn't like overall impressed with their restaurant week menu. I feel like restaurant week, to be honest, and I, and it's hard because a lot of, um, restaurants have been really struggling. So I don't want to be restaurant week isn't that good this year. So I'm trying to like, be mindful of that. But I think I said this in the summer or whatever the last normal restaurant week was, is restaurant week has kind of been like going downhill each year because at the beginning, like when I was in college, we went to, um, it's right by dirty Frank's and they do the booze Hadley's. Mm Mm-hmm. So we went to Hadley's and we were able to get like grilled cheese for an appetizer, a burger and a boozy milkshake all for mm-hmm. like 20 bucks. Yeah. So now a lot of restaurants like Hadley's has been on restaurant week before. They haven't been in the past couple like rounds, but the last time they were on restaurant week, I got super excited because I was like, that was such a deal and like so good. And um, they're known for like their grilled cheese and tomato soup. They didn't have that on the restaurant week menu. They didn't have boozy milkshakes on the restaurant week menu. So I think a lot of places have been putting like their lesser known foods on the restaurant week menus. It's like, I'm not going to go here to eat like salmon when you're known for a burger. Like, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. That's I don't know. I feel like I've right. tried a lot of places on there. I think it's a good way, like if you're new to the area or if you don't eat out a lot to like try some new local places. But once you've done it all, you're like, okay. <laughs> and it's like great for me because I feel like when I go out to eat, I never order an appetizer and I never order a dessert. So it feels True. like it definitely feels like a treat at the end of the day because I'm getting so much food, even yeah. if it's not necessarily what I would pick off the menu. So yep. anyway, check it out. Um, the other thing I had to do was Columbus coffee fest is going virtual this year. So they've done it in the past where you go and you get to like sample a bunch of coffee, which I wouldn't want to do because that's too much caffeine. Right. Hilarious. But now, um, they're doing it virtually where they're just going to send you a box of samples of a bunch of local like coffee roasters. And it's like 40 bucks, which I'm like, that's perfect because I've been trying to find good. I mean, there's a ton of good local coffee, but yeah, that's like just a really easy way to be like, I don't have to order a whole bag. Now I can get just a bunch of samples. That reminds me. I like used to be obsessed with Crimson Cup. I remember a while ago we had an episode and all I did was like talk about the history of Crimson Cup. I don't know, Julia. I like it. Okay. Um, but the problem is every like store only sells it whole bean and I don't have a coffee grinder. So maybe, I don't know if you can like, I'll have to look into this whole virtual coffee fest to see if there's samples are whole bean or ground, or if you can choose one or what the deal yeah, is. I th- I'm thinking of buying a coffee grounder, to be honest. I'm I like, need to buy one too. I'm ready to invest in that or like you can get them for like 10 bucks on Amazon or from Bed Bath & Beyond and stuff. So yeah, I think I might bite the bullet and do it. I want a little bit coarser coffee because I'm getting a lot of like grounds through filter, my filter yeah. because I don't use a filter. I just use the mesh basket because yep, I have low that waste. Too. Yep. Same. And that issue Virtual happens. fist pump. Yep. We love saving the environment. We love driving our little hybrids <laughs> using yeah. our little mesh net and then I, composting our, <laughs> composting our, composting our coffee beans. Coffee love grounds. it. Anyway, so that's what, that's what I got. Drive-ins and, um, Virtually distant concerts are happening. If you like, Google it. I meant to check to see if uh, Land Grant was having any coming up. I know they were doing movies for a while there. Yeah, I think they're doing movies. I know um, Platform is doing live music on Saturdays. You know what I really missed this summer? Um, everything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 614 movie night. Like, that didn't happen. See, I'm not into movies, so that like didn't phase me. But it's like that that one outside where yeah, it looks really cool. It it was so uh, and like it could have been socially distant, but I guess you just can't chance it. Yeah. Plus, I don't even think Coast. I mean, not that Coast. I had anything to do with it. It was just like in front of Coast. I but I don't think Coast has even opened yet. Still. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I had two um, things on my to do list also. So. Kappa or the Columbus Association for Performing Arts and the Lincoln Theater Association have teamed up to bring the John Lewis Good Trouble to Columbus. It's a movie and I got kind of excited when I saw this, but guess what? It's virtual. Uh, <laughs> so the film will be online. It's like an online rental. It's available available through September 21st. Um, it can be rented directly from Magnolia Pictures for $12. And after you watch the film, everyone is invited to join a live interactive panel to discuss Lewis's history and impact on social justice 
taking place at 7 p.m. Eastern on Monday, September 21st, and it will be held on Zoom. So kind of a cool way to get engaged and like shout out to Columbus Association of Performing Arts for trying to keep the arts alive in a time where we can't all go be like together in a dark room to watch yeah. performing arts. And picking something that's like very like relevant to the times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe I'll even, maybe I'll watch it. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I'll have to add that to my list of yeah. things I want to watch. And then one other thing that I think was really cool, Columbus Navigator published an article about fall foliage. So I said, this is something to look forward to. Um, the timeline is on October 12th, leaves in central and southern Ohio will be partially changed. And then the peak will come October 19th through the 26th. So if you're going to go to Hawking Hills and take your annual Instagram photo, like I know I will be doing, <laughs> like I know I'll be doing, um, like block that week of the 19th through the 26th. And then by the end of October, leaves will have reached their full peak vibrancy. So just trying to get into the fall spirit because it's already here, you know. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I like read something the other day where it was like by September, whatever, and I'm like, it's September. Yeah, I, I know. I feel like I, I'm gonna go get some fall decor. I think from. Like, I need to. I was actually so hyped the other day thinking about going to Trader Joe's and buying all their pumpkin stuff. Like, uh, Trader Joe's is just so great. It makes me so happy. And I was like, I want to go and get the pumpkin. Um, macaroni and cheese that they have or like the butternut squash macaroni and cheese and like their their pumpkin yeah they have like a pumpkin curry that's supposed to be pretty good yeah they have a new pumpkin vegan curry is that the one you're talking about I think so have you seen it on Instagram on one of our um, Trader Joe's like fan accounts that we follow oh my gosh yeah Trader Joe's is such a thing and I was like I need a pumpkin spice candle maybe some like dried eucalyptus leaves yeah, I need to get some new ones. Ugh. A few little baby gourds. I don't know. It just like got me excited. I was like, at least we have that to look forward to. Yes. I you gotta there, have things to look forward to. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. We're we're getting through it. And football is coming. We're back. gonna we're gonna watch football. Yes. I am I am excited to watch some some buckeyes and you know what julia maybe we can look forward to seventh sun earthling. Maybe someday. I, I hope so. Seventh it was around sun. this time last year, I think. I think it was. It it was a fall beer, if I remember right, like from the taste. It was so I don't good. even remember what it tasted like. I just know that it was so good. It was one of the best beers I've ever had. And they don't can it. So if they do it again, we'll have to buy a keg. Yeah. We got no other choice. And then we'll just host your tailgate with all our masks on. <laughs> with all the masks on. Uh, I guess on that note. We'll goodbye. wrap it up here. Bye, Columbus. <laughs> <laughs>